Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Welcome. Come on in. Grab a seat. We want to get our celebration started today. I'm Pastor Brian. I want to welcome you to Woodland Life Center. Thanks for making the choice to come and join us in worship today. Um, I hope that uh, you're experiencing a great fall. It has officially arrived, hasn't it? So uh, for those of you that are excited about snow, it's just around the corner. Um, it's coming. Uh, but uh, that's, that's what we love about mountain life. So good to see you all. Listen, I, I hope you received uh, one of these on your way in. And I uh, just want to invite you to open that up, look through it. You can see there's, there's a lot of things being communicated inside of here. So please take some time to notice all the stuff that's happening. One that in particular that I want to talk about this morning is our Halloween party, our Halloween celebration, our trunk or treat celebration. Um, you need to realize that out of all of our outreach events, the Halloween one is hands down our most trafficked, okay? Last year, we had somewhere between seven and 800 people come through our event. Um, now, the stars were aligned and the, the weather was amazing last Halloween and everybody was out, everybody and their dog was out trick-or-treating. Um, we don't know what our weather's going to be like, but we know this. Um, we, are, we are a stopping point for everybody in our community that's out and about. This is, this is one place that everybody will go to. Part of it is our uh, visibility. The neighborhood that's down this street right here on, at the end of, of Evergreen Heights is, is a, favorite, a favorite neighborhood for people in Woodland Park area to go trick-or-treating. Because of that, they drive right past here to get to there. They see what's happening in our parking lot, and they stop in either before or after. So this is, this is a huge event, um, and, it's, and it's really kind of an all-hands-on-deck event. Um, so here's what's going to be happening that night. Okay, we, We've got uh, a lineup of cars. Hopefully, lots of really cool cars, antique cars, sports cars. If you've got a car that you'd like to show off, this is your opportunity to do that, okay? And we're gonna we invite you to have some candy in your trunk. And as people are walking by, saying how cool your car is, um, you can hand out some candy. Listen, you don't have to have a cool car. I have zero cool cars, okay? But I pop my trunk as well, okay? So um, you don't have to have a cool car, but it's just an opportunity uh, to, uh, to, to show some stuff off like that. So if you have something like that, or you have a neighbor or a friend, relative, that likes to show their car off, this would be a great opportunity for them to do that. So we have the trunk or treat happening out in the parking lot. At the same time out in the parking lot, Golden Bell will be bringing their hayride stuff, and we're going to have a hayride happening around our property, then as people come over here to our front doors, we will have a chili cook-off taking place in our foyer, um, so we need lots of pots of chili, 
if you are, if this is a specialty of yours, great opportunity to show off your cooking skills, okay? Um, and then inside of here is blacklight dodgeball happening throughout the evening. So a whole lot of things taking place that evening, and uh, our hope for that evening uh, is that as people come onto our property and, and encounter all these things, experience all these things, even as they come into here just to check out what this blacklight dodgeball thing is like, I, I've said this time and time again, I just feel like every step that they take is another step closer to the cross. It's, a, it's an opportunity for us to connect with our community. And if they make it all the way into this building, some barriers have been broken down. A person that wants to come visit our church, they will know at that point where the bathrooms are, how to get to the bathrooms. Might even know, oh, the coffee is going to be over there. Suddenly, they're, all of a sudden, they're more comfortable with what's happening inside of here, where things are, more likely than to pull a car in on a Sunday morning and walk in and join us for worship. It, sometimes these things, it just takes opportunities to break these barriers down. This is a tremendous opportunity for that. So I would hope that you will prayerfully consider what involvement you would have in that evening. If you can't be here or handing candy out at your door is so important that you don't want to be here, you can still bring some candy, drop it off, and we'll get it handed out. Uh, or you can still be in prayer over our time as we open up this property to our community, okay? Now, all is happening October 31st, 5 to 7 p.m., so um, be aware of that and start planning towards that, okay? Thank you for your attention with that. I want to invite everyone to stand with me, and I hope that you will take a moment, shake a few hands that are near you, welcome each other into worship. And let's sing.
ourselves to you now, Jesus. We lavish our praise on you, Father, for you are worthy of praise. You are worthy of all of our praise. There is no other God like you in heaven or on earth or under the earth. You are it. We turn our hearts to you now, Jesus, to worship you. You are the king of the universe. Choose to put you on the throne now, Jesus. 
gonna let me down. Sing it like you believe it. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down.
testimony about God's overcoming power at released in her life. Would you just come up? I want to give you this microphone here. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just getting emotional. God is so good. And uh, in September, I had to get a second mammogram. And the Lord has been so good, and I've been standing on his promises, his word. And after I got the second mammogram, I had to get an ultrasound because there was a spot on each side. But praise God, there was no cancer. And I just give him praise today for his faithfulness, his love. God is so good, and he is so faithful. And his word is powerful. His promises are forever. And I just encourage you, whatever situation you may find yourself in, stand on God's word. Stand on his promises. There was some moments where that what if came to my mind, but I kept counteracting it with his word and his promises. God is great and greatly to be praised. Amen. it was several months ago that I asked for prayer for a very best friend of mine that I grew up with, went to school with, Aline in Oregon, who had cancer. 
And hearing her, he answers prayers because she is totally clear. She is 100% back to normal after all of her surgeries and chemo and so forth. The cancer is gone. Every high thing must come down. Let's sing Every that out. Every high thing must come Stand down. as we sing. Stand with Every us. Every stronghold shall be broken. You wear the victor's crown. You overcome. You overcome. Every high thing must come down. Every stronghold shall be broken. You wear the victor's crown. You overcome. You overcome. every stronghold is broken because of the work that you have done on the cross it is for freedom that Christ has set us free we no longer walk powerless and we are no longer overcome by the world instead you overcame the world And you are transferring that power upon your people, those who are called by your name, and that is us today. We are your people called by your name. So we cry out and praise to you. We humble ourselves before you today. We honor you, not just with our lips, not just with our testimony, the testimony of what you have already done in our lives, but we honor you with our lives lived out ahead of us. We honor you with our coming and our going. Our day to day, the highs and the lows, whatever our reality is in the moment we We choose in advance to honor you. Because you are the King of glory. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. You are our all in all. You wear the victor's crown today. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have done. Thank you even for what you're accomplishing in this moment. Who knows what kind of work you are doing right now in someone's life in this room in earshot of of my voice but you you are you are 
accomplishing your purposes in us. And thank you in advance for what you are going to do. And it is in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. And everybody said, amen. You may be seated. And as you're doing so, I want to invite our ushers to come and prepare to receive this morning's tithes and offerings. I want to remind our kids we have this special box up here that you can bring your tithes and offerings to as well. Jesus, we honor you with our giving today. Thank you for the provision that has come and thank you for the provision that is on its way. By faith we do this today, believing that you and you alone are our provider. So take what we have to offer you, use it, bless it, multiply it, accomplish your kingdom purposes with it, build your church with it, we pray in Christ's name. you're ready, I'd like to invite you to Psalm chapter 8. Psalm number 8. We spent the last couple of months talking through Israel's transition from having no king to having King Saul lead them, um, and then ultimately this transition to where King David steps in. King David being the man after God's own heart, Saul being the one that was just like what Israel thought they wanted as a king, but it was David who, as a shepherd, truly led Israel, honored God, was humble and contrite when he was confronted with his sin. Many of the Psalms are, are written by David. It's possible that you didn't know that. Some of you didn't know that. This one in particular is. And so as I, as I read this Psalm, I, I, I want you to think about David. He's, he's probably still young when he reads this, probably still tending sheep. 
So I think it's okay for us to envision him out in a, in a pasture, um, propped up in a way that he can, he can oversee the sheep, but he's, he's got the landscape in front of him. He's got a clear sky full of stars above him. And it's just him and God out there having a dialogue. And he, and, he, and he says this. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, you you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, when I consider all that, what is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you would Bother to care for them. You have made them a little lower than the angels. And you've crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet. All flocks and herds and the animals of the wild. The birds in the sky and the fish in the sea. All that swim the paths of the seas. When I consider all that. Lord our Lord. How majestic is your name in all the earth. David is paying attention to the, the majesty of, of the heavens, the, the, the brightness of the stars in the sky, pondering the reality that, that, he, that he's got this relationship with, with the Creator. That, that by the work of his hands, these things have been put into place. And in another spot in the Psalms, David actually says that he breathed them out. That out of his mouth came forth these amazing things we call stars in the sky. Now David didn't have Hubble helping him. He didn't even have a telescope to look through. He's, he, it's just with his own eyes, seeing what you can see in the nighttime sky. And yet there's this, this awe and this wonder that is washing over him about what he is visualizing, the expanse of what he's visualizing, and, and, the, and the fact that this God that he serves, this God that he walks with, that he has a relationship with, created this, put this into place. I mean, folks, we, we've, we've discovered stars that are, you can almost use the word infinitely larger than our sun, than our sun is. Massive, massive things that have come forth from his mouth. Just ponder that greatness for a moment. Ponder that greatness for a moment when you begin to doubt him. 
when you begin to doubt his ability to accomplish things in your life. Just think like David is thinking. He turns his eyes from the skies to the, the idea of, of children and, and infants verbalizing praise that there's this, this ordained thing on, their, on these kids' lips to call out and praise and honor to God. I want to read something for you. I, I got Benny's permission to read this. This is something that he wrote, uh, I think it was about four years ago. And it's called My Tree. So he was third grade when he did this. He, the, the words look like a tree. I don't know if you can tell that from where you're seated. Listen to what this third grade mind said about his tree. My heart relies on Christ. My, I'm going to have a hard time getting through this. My life follows what he has planned for me. He shows me where to go. He gives me strength to tell others the good news. Third grader. I use my Bible and my faith. He uses his love and kindness in ways I cannot describe. I will live in his house. I will dwell in his glorious house and in his graciousness. I will use the Holy Spirit. I will use him to guide me to places that he wants me to go. My heart will stay with you. And my heart will love everyone as I am told to go out and give peace. You are the prince of peace. You will always be my everlasting father and I will tithe me and I will tithe my things, all my valuable things. I will tithe everything. Even if it is hard, I will do it with great honor. My life is in your hands. My life is yours and yours alone. With true love, I will love you for everything. My tree will always grow. It will always grow with things to build others up, not break others down or destroy. In life and death, I will love you. In illness and in health, I will always dwell in what you said and stay there. My tree might fall, but you will bring it back up and make it even better when I learn from my mistakes. My tree will stand strong. I will not let my tree be let down, for I, with your power, will bring it back up. You are my sword and my shield. I will fight against the devil, and I will dodge the fiery darts of the enemy with you. This is my tree. I will cherish it. I will love it. I will never cut it down. I will keep it safe in my heart. Out of the mouths of children and even infants, praise is ordained 
just remind us, parents, our children have something inside of them that wants to cry out to God. Give them space to do so. Give them opportunity to do so. It's ordained by God that this would come forth from our children. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. These are are powerful words because back then children were, 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 were hardly given any kind of consideration, certainly offered no consideration for for being strong, uh, for having a voice against the enemy. And yet David, in his wisdom, David out of his experience is saying, that's just wrong. They They are empowered to call out on behalf of God against the enemy. They, they are empowered to do so. And then he looks back up again. And so when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, I look at myself. What is mankind? This awesome thing that you have put into place and yet your attention and your energy comes to mankind. Human beings who are bent towards hating one another, killing one another, doing harm to one another. How can you be so mindful of of this when this has such a tendency to turn against you, to disobey you, to go our own way, to yet the reality is this. You have made them, us, humans, a little lower than the angels. You've crowned us with glory and honor. And you've given us dominion over this thing called creation. All of it. All the flocks and herds and animals of the wild, the birds in the sky, the fish in the sea, all that swim in the paths of the seas, this even though we've failed you time and time again, even though what you have put into motion is, is immense and incredible and, and, and beyond what we could think or imagine, yet you're, you would turn your attention to us who have a tendency to fail, and yet you have empowered us and given us dominion over this thing called creation. O oh Lord, our Lord, How majestic is your name in all the earth. The writer of Hebrews picked up on this. I want to invite you to Hebrews now. Almost to the back of your Bible. The writer of Hebrews picked up on this in in chapter 2. 
Hebrews chapter 2, starting at verse 5. It is not to angels that he has subjected the world to come, about which I've been talking about, but there is a place where someone has testified, or in Psalms chapter 8, someone has testified this. What is mankind that you are mindful of them? A son of man that you care for him. For you have made them a little lower than the angels, and you crown them with glory and honor and put everything under their feet. And then the writer goes on to explain this. You see, in putting everything under them, mankind, God left nothing that is not subject to them. Yet at present, we do not see everything subject to them, but we do see Jesus, who was also made lower than the angels. See, he became man. He became like us. But we do see Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a little while, now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. As we talk about often, our reality is that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and the wages of that sin is death. It is, it is our, it's the pathway of sin. It's the end result. So Jesus, being God, crams himself into flesh, makes himself a little lower than the angels for a little while, the writer says, but walks in perfection and because he do, does so, when he dies, he becomes, as John puts it in John chapter 1, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Because he suffered death so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. He becomes our sacrifice. In bringing many sons and daughters to glory, it was fitting that God for whom and through whom everything exists should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through what he suffered. Both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy, get this, are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. What is mankind that you are mindful of him? So mindful of him that you would choose to step out of your throne room, subject yourself to flesh, and subject yourself to the brutality of a cross, a Roman cross, that through your suffering, because you have overcome the world, you now call us family. Those who have believed, those who have believed on who he is and what he has done, he calls us family. Brothers and sisters. Oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic 
is your name. These words come to me and they, and, they, and they humble me with, with tremendous thanksgiving and gratefulness, but, but it's humbling, and it, and it should humble all of us when we really think through who God is, who He is, and how passionate He is for us that he would choose to do what he has done. My concern for me, and, and, and I'll just, I think for all of us, is that we get so used to this truth that we take it for granted. We get so used to this truth that we don't think through the tremendous sacrifice that God has made. And the fact that our lives, if we have said yes to him, if we have agreed to his plan, and I'm assuming that that is true for all of us in this room, most of us in this room at least. But those of us that have agreed to God's plan have said yes to him, you, you have done something miraculous you have joined in his death and his resurrection he became the lamb of god who takes away the sin of the world that's john chapter one that's how he describes it for the wages of sin was death he became death for us our sin brought death into the world jesus's death overcame our problem, mankind's problem. And when we acknowledge who Jesus is and we acknowledge our sin and we ask for forgiveness and he, and he gives it, we, we have joined in his death and his resurrection. Fundamentally, that is the picture of baptism. And it's still warm. That is the picture of baptism. It's why, we, it's why we take a person in from this side of the tub and we take them all the way under and we hold them under for a couple minutes. No, I'm just kidding. all the way under, and then we, we bring them out. It, it is the, 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 the picture of baptism is joining in the death and resurrection of Christ. It is, it is a perfect picture of what, what has already happened inside of the heart of, a, of the believer. We have two that are going to be baptized this morning, and I want to give them time. They can head out and get themselves ready if they need to. So, feel free. You know who you are. I know that maybe there are some in here that are still pondering baptism. You've been walking with Jesus, but you have not yet been baptized. 
And I would encourage you to move in that direction. You know, you could do it today if you wanted to. It's, it's an opportunity to bring testimony to what Christ has done in, in, in a new believer's heart, in a new believer's mind. That, that they have come to a place where they've acknowledged what Jesus, who, who Jesus is, what he has done, and they, and they have said yes to his plan, to his good and pleasing and perfect will becoming baptized opportunity to bring voice to the community of believers about what has been accomplished in them. I don't know what your, uh, for those of you that are, are, are fairly new or maybe even a visitor here today, uh, let me just give you fair warning. I, I, we don't golf clap um, at our baptisms. This is not a event. Oh, this is a massive celebration. It's a party. And so party people come alive. Party people come alive. It's exciting what God is doing in these people's lives. And we want to fan that into flame. We want to join in that celebration. So when we call out their name and we take them down, and when we bring them back out, I want to hear shouts and uh, clapping, you might want to stand and shout and clap, whatever you want to do, um, we are celebrating what God is doing in their lives, the joy that he has brought into their lives. And so to just kind of get us set up, I think we have a little bit of a, a video clip that, that might help us, um, you know, get in the mood. All right, that's probably not going to happen today, but you know, it gives a little great, a great picture of the excitement of baptism, the sacrament of baptism, and so if my two baptism candidates are in here, are they at all close to it? Maybe not. How about this? Maybe there's just one or two testimonies, just there's some other folks in this room that would just like to stand and offer praise to what God has been doing in their lives. Any, any, anyone else in here that has just just need to verbalize gratefulness and thankfulness for who God is and what he's been doing. Is there anybody in here like that? I know there's people that like to talk. Out loud? 
God Empowered Chain. Anybody else want to share? And while you're doing that, if Doug, if you could just maybe soften these lights a little bit, because when, when they come up to share their testimonies, they're probably going to have struggle with the lighting. But anybody else want to give testimony to who God is, his faithfulness, what he's been doing, accomplishing in your life? Anyone at all? I still don't see our, our two baptism candidates in here. So, you know, here we are, ready to go. Hey, let's sing together. You know this. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see, when we've been there, when we've been there, thousand years bright shining as the sun we've known less days to sing God's grace than when we weeks ago, I raised my hand when Pastor Brian asked if anyone was ready to give their life to Christ. I wanted to leave my old story behind and start a new chapter in my life. To live for God, for my children too, so I can set a good example in their lives. And they can leave, love the Lord as well. <laughs> hey, um, let me just tell you all something, because I want to say a prayer over her. Um, she's not supposed to have her baby yet, okay? But she's getting induced on Tuesday because of some 
some complications that, that are setting in. And so I want us to pray a prayer over her and over her delivery this week. And so I want to ask if you'll just join us in prayer. If you just want to put your hand out towards her, I'm going to put my hand on your belly if that's okay. <laughs> Jesus, we just call on your name on behalf of this baby that's coming into the world in the next couple of days. And I'm asking that, um, that the enemy will not have any room to wreak his havoc in this situation, but instead that your hand will be on every moment, every beat of the heart, every um, action of the doctors and the staff at Memorial Hospital that will come around her and, and help her. And, and I thank you. I'm just going to thank you in advance for a safe and quick delivery. That the baby's health will be perfect and that Leandra's health will be perfect. And I thank you for all the potential of this baby, of this life. All that, that they will know is your love and your grace and your mercy and your power at work in them and in their family. Thank you for Leandra's commitment to you and for the change that you have already brought into her life and the changes that will continue to come from this point forward. In Christ's name, we all pray. And everybody said, amen. amen. Okay. You ready? I've never baptized a pregnant woman before, Two for one. but we have figured this out. Here, let me take your glasses up here. Here, there you go. Leandra Herrera, I now baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Come on up here so that the folks watching online can see, see you as well. I think Jesus has been trying to get my attention for a very long time, but I only really started paying attention to him in the last three years. My path accelerated a year ago this month when I needed surgery on my eyes. I was terrified and so afraid of losing my eyesight. My life had become so riddled with fear that I felt frozen much of the time. Mm. I had the first surgery without paying much attention to him. By the time the second surgery rolled around a few weeks later, things had changed for me because I'd realized I needed help and that I couldn't go on the way I'd been going. I realized I needed to start trusting Jesus. I went into that second surgery differently, not changed overnight, but more trusting and connected than I had been in the first that was the beginning of a more accelerated path, getting to know him over the past year. In spring, he told me it was time to get baptized. It took me by surprise. A few months passed, and I was guided to stop by this church. Pastor Brian was here that morning in late May and spent time with me. 
Since I accepted Jesus into my heart three weeks ago, my deepest fears have been stirred once again, and I've been challenged severely. There's been significant struggle and powerful lessons about learning to trust and let go. Today I stand before you to declare my growing trust in Jesus and gratitude to him for his new expanded role in my life. Thank you for witnessing my baptism today as I leave behind the old and step into the new. Hallelujah. Amen. Lori Kim Warshaw, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, I'm already wet. Anybody else ready to go? Man, that is fun. That is fun. How exciting it is to witness what Christ is doing in, in people's lives, celebrating with them. Um, I'm going to say a blessing over us, and then we're going to... Uh, for those who want to, and our, uh, we're, we're going to head out to our memorial garden and spend some time at our memorial garden. Uh, if that's something you have not seen, um, didn't know uh, we had, we'd love to invite you to come out there and experience that. We have some folks that are, that are going to pick some spots to um, uh, put in some, some new pavers. Um, this memorial garden is in place so that 24-7 people can come and uh, grieve if they need to, um, but just uh, experience the healing touch of Jesus in their, in their heart and life. Because, you know, grieving is a process. And depending on where you're at in your journey of grieving it, and, and who you're grieving, whatever the loss is, um, so for some, it's, it's years and years, and we just want to provide space for people to continue to allow the healing hands of Jesus to come around them. So uh, we're going to spend some time out there in closing today. Uh, would you stand with me? May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you, be gracious to you. May he fill you with his peace and with his power. Have an amazing week. God bless you. See you next Sunday.